Good day everybody, Taskmaster4450 here. In this video, I want to talk about the Chinese automakers entering the U.S. market. And this is something that I think people need to start paying attention to. And right in the middle of this is the stupidity, and I will call it stupidity, of the U.S. government. And right now the stupidity falls on the Biden administration, but the previous Trump administration was the same way. In fact, they started it. There is no difference between Biden and Trump on this issue. And presumably, if they are the two uh, participants in this election in November in the United States, one of those two will win, which means the stupidity will continue. So why do I say this? Well, there's a trade war going on. As we know, President Trump implemented a lot of tariffs. When Joe Biden took over the Oval Office, his administration did not scale them back. In fact, he's added, or his administration has added their own tariffs and basically have started a trade war. Now, I'm not going to get into how stupid trade wars tend to be because they tend to be stupid. These people, when I say these people, I mean politicians, Washington bureaucrats, and the idiots who are in charge of things. They excel at the law of unintended consequences. And some people may say, well, I'm a little rough on them and they're not stupid people. No, they're not stupid people. They just have no idea what they're doing because they're lawyers or they're military people or whatever. And they tend not to understand how these things work. What you have is we have whatever the hell they renamed NAFTA. There was a new agreement drawn up between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. It's basically a North American Union contract that opens trade among the three countries. Well, Chinese companies are setting up shop. Chinese automobile and battery companies, EV makers, are setting up shop in Mexico. Because, according to the trade agreement, anything manufactured in Mexico falls under this agreement and thus is entitled to whatever subsidies are in play. And, of course, the Biden administration big, made a big deal about the IRA Reduction Act, Information Reduction Act, the IRA, which provided a lot of money for batteries, for EVs, for all that type of stuff. So now the U.S. government, under the present agreement, would be subsidizing the Chinese automakers. But that's not the worst part. Now that the U.S. government is aware that the Chinese are looking at setting up shop in Mexico, the U.S. government is talking about taking measures to prohibit that. Now, this creates a number of issues. Issue number one, which the U.S. government really doesn't care about, is what about the money Mexico laid out in infrastructure? And they laid out hundreds of millions of dollars 
in infrastructure that they aren't going to recoup. Obviously, the way they recoup that is through payroll taxes and taxes on the corporation and real estate values going up and real estate taxes. That's why governments do this stuff. Well, if they push, if the U.S. government makes it so the Chinese automakers can't go there, what about the investment the Mexican government made? Now, as I said, the U.S. government doesn't give a crap about that, I'm sure. Number two, how far are we into this trade agreement? I think it only went into effect two years ago. Because obviously they signed it, you know, a number of years ago, but it has a three or five year phase and all these agreements take time. So you're two years in and you're saying we're going to change. Now, this obviously would be in keeping with how our government leaders are. You know, for example, Angela Merkel came out and said, well, yes, we did sign the accord with Russia. The, I think it's called Dumbass Accord or whatever. Um, but that was only to buy Ukraine time to, to strengthen. We never intended to, to keep adhere to that. So now the West, NATO basically has says, you know, our word, we, we negotiate something that's worthless. Of course, in keeping with the Germans, and they're not the only ones, they signed an agreement with Trump in 2014 that 22% of their GDP would go to defense spending. Germans are at like 1.4%. And they're not the only ones. So their word meant nothing. So obviously the U.S. government, eh, saying that eh, we don't care about NAFTA or whatever the hell it's called now. We're going to affect the Chinese. Number three, and this is the most important. These people are morons. The United States is the second largest car market. And it trails the largest car market by a significant amount, like about 10 million cars a year. The U.S. car market last year did 15 million. It trails China by at least 10 million cars. China is the largest car market. So if the United States locks the Chinese out of, if the U.S. government locks the Chinese out of the U.S., what do you think the Chinese response will be? What do you think the effect on General Motors, Ford, and probably even Stellantis would be? Stellantis may skirt by because they could claim they're European. But the Chinese may say, screw you too. What do you think is going to happen? General Motors gets a significant part of their profitability from China. China could turn around and say, all your partnerships are dead. You lock us out, you have no stake in any company in China. You're done. Could they do this to, to Tesla? Yeah, Tesla could effectively, could be a target. It might be reduced since Tesla has such a footprint. Elon Musk, the best thing Elon Musk can do is keep building more shit in China. Build it as quickly as they will allow it. 
Why? Because that means people. And the more people he employs in China, the happier the CCP is going to be with him. It's really that simple. Because Tesla has no partner in this. SAIC and GM, there's a partnership. Chinese government say, SAIC, give, give GM pennies on the dollar. As of now, that's no longer allowed. And the company keeps running the same because SAC is running it anyway. This is where the law of unintended consequences come in. And you can go through back to Trump and where this is creating fallout six years later. So what seems like a great idea at the time is not necessarily a great idea in the long run. And so now they botch things up so they have to botch it up more by more decisions that just add fuel to the fire. And this is not an exclusive situation. I mean, shit, look at Iraq. We took down Baghdad in like 43 minutes. And then we spent the next 20 years there doing what? Didn't anybody have the common sense to ask, well, what happens when we dispose of Saddam and, and whatever the hell, the Bath Party, I think was the name of his party, whatever. What happens if we get rid of them? What do we do then? What do we do with all the uh, terrorists that are there? I mean, terrorist factions. How do we, what, what do we do to rebuild this place? Why would we rebuild it? And what happens 20 years later? The Biden, Joe Biden pulls the troops out with our tail between our legs. No different than Vietnam, no different than Afghanistan, or maybe he pulled out of Afghanistan, that's what I'm talking about. But we did the same crap in Iraq. We've done the same crap in uh, Korea, Vietnam. It's just the same thing over and over again. And now they're doing it with trade. And when you do that against a Venezuela, nobody gives a crap, especially if you have oil. So it's not a big deal. But when you do it against China, and you are not the largest market. What are you doing? Now, I understand we have to protect our trade secrets. We have to, under, you know, we have to protect a lot of things. And if you say Huawei is just scraping data and sending it back to Chinese servers, well, yeah, then ban Huawei. I have no problem with that. But that's a specific situation. This is going to get very interesting. And the fallout could be significant. And the fallout would end up on, for whatever, there would be very little damage to the Chinese companies because they're not in the U.S., the car companies. But there would be a lot of damage to those American companies that are doing business in China. And this may not only apply to the manufacturers of vehicles. I don't know what kind of suppliers are involved. China usually requires that you source locally. And Tesla, I guess part of the agreement to have a wholly owned uh, factory was the fact of they agreed to, to local sourcing. But I don't know if the other manufacturers have that. I mean, SA, uh, SAIC may be buying a whole lot of crap from General Motors or from General Motors suppliers. I don't know. And if those suppliers are in the U.S., they may be screwed. I, I have no idea. So... This is where politicians get involved and 
again, what seems like a great idea at the moment, the fallout ends up being a lot. And this potentially could be a powder keg that could go. Hope everybody has a great day. We'll catch you next time.